Right, so I'd invite you to turn your Bibles to John 13. I just want to briefly address serving this morning. As we talk about family matters, one of, one of, the, one of the most important dynamics of any family is how they serve, and, and specifically how they serve one another. And just very briefly this morning, I want to touch on a very, very famous passage, one that you're familiar with. However, one that I want to just point out essentially three, three points this morning, very, very quickly, very, very directly, about how we can serve one another as a church family based off the model of Jesus Christ. So John chapter 13 We'll be looking specifically in verses 12 through 17 about serving one another. I think if we were all honest, um, we have different maybe reactions or different uh, internal rumblings when it comes to serving. Maybe some of you are predispositioned as servants, and so... Uh, maybe the idea of serving is very invigorating, very inspiring even. Um, maybe, maybe some of you aren't wired that way, so serving kind of seems like heavy and, and it, it seems uh, maybe even cumbersome. R- regardless, I think true servant-minded people are, are rare. We find here in John chapter 13 this wonderful example and model that Jesus sets where I'm going to suggest to you today that he shows us how to serve, like, holistically, with with our heads and with our hearts and with our hands. And it's that model that I'm going to suggest today to you how we ought to serve one another. And the reason I'm suggesting it is because anything less than serving one another with our heads and with our hands and with our hearts is missing the mark. Like, we need that kind of love and attention. And so from John 13 here, we'll see how Jesus served from the heart, by his hands, and with his head. Let's pray this morning. Lord, we need you. God, we, we're so thankful that you are a loving God. We're so thankful that you have given us the grace that is in Jesus. And as we look at this passage here, Lord, I pray that we would uh, be challenged, uh, be inspired, and come away Uh, more like him. We ask this in his name. Amen. So I'm sure you're familiar with this, uh, with this passage where Jesus, right before he goes into uh, uh, his crucifixion, he sits his disciples down and he washes their feet. Very, a very dynamic, important passage. And it's one that I think we all understand that, that Jesus is calling us into action like him. I don't think, as I've considered this, that we I think maybe we, we kind of miss how Jesus serves in such an exemplary way from just this one singular passage. So beginning in verse 12 uh, of, of John chapter 13, we, we learn how Jesus, first of all, serves us from the heart. He serves us from the heart. It says here in John chapter 13, beginning in, in, in verse 1, excuse me, verse, verse 12. It says, When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, this is what he says to them. Do you understand what I have done to you? 
I want to hit the pause button because this is such a climactic, big moment in the life of Jesus and his disciples. I don't want us just to breeze through this. These guys, by this time, they, they know Jesus pretty well. They, they've been living with him, you know, traveling the countryside with him, watching him heal, do miracles, and teach now for about three years. And there have been plenty of moments when we walk through the Gospels where Jesus does something that just kind of confuse, it, it confuses his disciples. They look at him, they don't quite understand what he's saying and what he's doing. And here we have potentially one of these situations where the, the leader of the group, the, the rabbi, if you will, does something that is designated for the servant of the house. And we don't have time to go through all the implications of that in verses 1 through 11. However, I want you to look at verse 1 because we see from Jesus the heart that prompts and motivates his service for the other men in that room. It says there in verse 1, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour the time had, had come to depart out of this world to the Father. Notice how this John here describes Jesus' relationship to, the, to these men. It says he what? He loved them to the what? He loved them to the end. I want you to think about the group that was with him for a moment. Now, I think when we, like when I consider loving my children, even though loving my kids can be challenging at times, um, it's not something that I consider normally a difficulty. It's a natural, intuitive love for for their well-being, for their health, for their growth and development. Think about the men that Jesus was loving here. One of these men that Jesus was going to, 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 to wash was going to betray him. Was going to actually give him over to be killed. And for the most part, in just a few hours, most of these men were going to flee. He was going to be hanging there on a cross with these men fleeing because of the, either their embarrassment or their fear. So it wasn't like Jesus was looking at guys who, yes, he loved them, but, but he knew all of them. He knew, he knew their weaknesses, he knew their strengths, he knew their, their, their shortcomings, and yet he was still willing to look at them, understanding who they are, where they're going, and where, they're been, where they have been, and love them so much so that he would do what would be considered the most like, basic servant task in that time. That's washing their dirty feet. But the point I think is so, is so important for us to understand from this text is that what motivates Jesus here is a sincere, deep love for them. And I think, I think if we don't get that in place first, if we're not serving one another from the heart, out of love, we all realize that serving is going to be fatiguing. It's going, to be, it's, going to be, uh, it's going to be discouraging at times. It's going to be frustrating. And if it's not born out of a deep, sincere love for one another, think about it. What's going to be truly motivating us? It's either going to be potentially selfish gain 
or it's just going to be maybe some level of pity. But the reality is there's a lot going on in our life that we only have a certain capacity to, to sympathize with people. However, though, when we find what Jesus is setting here as an example, he demonstrates that he's going to love people and serve people, specifically from the heart, and regardless of their background, regardless of their needs, and even regardless of their present circumstance, he sets for us a model, and that he begins by serving them out of love and from the heart. However, it goes beyond that. It's not just from the heart. It's specifically by his hands. Notice what he says here in verse 13. He says, you call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, what does he tell them to do? That's right. You also ought to wash one another's feet. He says, for I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. And I want to just hit the pause button and think about this. Have you ever been in a situation, or maybe, maybe, maybe you're at the mall, people watching, or maybe you're even gathered here on Sunday, and you see maybe a young family struggling with their kids, and you think, oh, man, I remember those days, or, oh, I don't think I'm ever going to have kids, or there's some, there's some range of emotions that you may have, like, like you have that, like, oh, feeling you know, I'm talking about, that, like, oh, I feel, I feel for them. That, that's at least having some emotion in the heart, right? Like you're at least having some level of, of sympathy or, or you've seen the need. But what Jesus shows us here is that that's not sufficient. It's not sufficient just to look at, uh, at a family and have that like, ah moment, is it? Jesus shows us that what is important is that we're not just serving from the heart, but we're serving by our hands, Jesus says, I have given you example, given you an example that you also should what? I've given you an example, I want you to respond here, that you also should do what? Just as I have done. Appreciate having Myrna back here. Myrna, you're, you're, you're great for, for, for the, the responses. I really appreciate that. You're tracking well. I... Uh, I think it's important that we understand that Jesus isn't just looking for us to have that emotional awe moment when we see a problem, but he's looking for us to actually make movement towards it. I want you to consider this with me for a moment here, because I think many of us, when, like even, even this morning, you know, hearing, hearing what Ben was talking about with, with the students and, and Brent was talking about with the kids, we have that, you know, there, we have that, oh, that's, that's, that's awesome to hear. Like when Ben was talking about the, the, at the Bible study that, that was sharing her heart. Like you, we have that emotional response when, when we hear something sweet or we see a need. But Jesus, in seeing a need born out of his love that, that he addresses from the heart, he shows us that it's not complete until there's action. And this is where I want us to understand something here just, just quickly. Like we are a family. We are a church family. And one of the things that I want us to clearly distinguish when we talk about serving, it's not, we're not talking about you volunteering. We're talking about us as a family serving one another. One of the examples that, as I was talking about this, this message this week with Brent and a couple others, you know, can you imagine, um, I'm just thinking like down the road, maybe 10, 15 years uh, Thanksgiving in the Thompson home, 
uh, and knowing and she'll be in the kitchen, she loves cooking, and my guess probably like uh, Ella will be out there with her, um, maybe Layla too, and Olivia could be, you know, who knows, will help organizing and getting it ready. And I can imagine a moment where Nolan's just sitting on the couch. And uh, if you know Nolan, you know, he, he, maybe he's playing video games, sitting on the couch. And like, you know, think about this with me. If I were to be like, hey, Nolan, you know, we need your help here with this, with this, with this family gathering. He's like, Dad, I'm just, not, I'm just not up to volunteering today. Or, or Dad, I don't, I don't know my purpose here in, in how I can meet needs today. Like, if you're a parent, like, you look at that kid and be like, whap, right? And like, come on, like, like this is a family gathering. We need you to serve because you're a family member. And, and one of the things I want us to understand is that if we're, if we're loving each other like family, and, and we're seeing one another from our hearts, then I think it's important that we understand that Jesus has set an example that it's not just uh, having that like emotional sympathy, but it's actually having action that is important as well. That when we see needs, we take, we take steps to meet them. We, we, we consider what's present, and we move to serve. And often we talk about this in light of like Sunday gathered. Matter of fact, uh, we're going to, in a few minutes here, give you, give you a handout that talks about needs that you can serve and meet on a Sunday gathering. However, what I think is something that we, 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 we at least don't appreciate, understand, there are also needs that go far beyond what happened here on Sunday. So when the church is gathered, yes, there are needs, but also when the church is scattered, and we want to make provisions for you to serve both on Sundays, but every day as well, that's right. But notice here, it's not just from the heart, and it's not just by the hands, but Jesus shows us one last piece for us to consider, and that is we are to serve one another with our heads. Verse 16, he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. And notice how he concludes this section here. He says, if you what? If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. So Jesus has just set before us how we serve one another. It's from the heart, it's by our hands, and then he zooms in on this one last piece, but it's also with our heads. He says, if you know, if you understand, if you are cognitive of what I have just taught you, but also what I've just modeled to you, and that is this. Jesus demonstrates that in serving people, it's not just understanding their emotional needs, but it's taking physical actions to do it. And he shows us here that these physical actions aren't just empty accidents or, or random occurrences. Like, we have to be thinking about the present needs within our body to be able to serve in a way that best models Jesus. And when you consider the needs of these men before Jesus, like just think about this, was washing their feet these men's greatest need? Yes or no? So I would say in that moment, it's a need, but not their greatest need, right? Their feet are dirty, so Jesus meets their needs. However, what we find 
the greatest need that Jesus meets is when he does what? He goes to the cross. So I think often it can be easy for us to, to feel like, well, I'm serving by, and, and, and hear me out, like by, by coming to Sunday and helping in the nursery. And that's great. And, 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 and we, need, we need your help. It's, it's very much a gift for, for, for people to care for our children. And I liken that to this washing feet experience. When the, when the disciples were gathered, Jesus demonstrated this servant mindset. But as the disciples were scattered, Jesus shows also what is, is still important is serving and meeting needs. And what does he do? He goes to the cross. So I want us to start thinking differently about serving, particularly serving one another. Yes, there are gathered components where we need one another to serve from the heart by our hands and with our heads, but also, if we're, if we're you know, truly aware, there are much greater needs beyond. There are physical needs. There are emotional needs. There are spiritual needs. And many of you are, are equipped by the Spirit and by your life story to be able to meet needs. And that's why we're providing you here shortly uh, a tool to begin this process so that we as a church can, number one, identify where needs are, but also be able to pair people who are qualified and gifted and desire to serve. And notice, if Jesus says, if you know these things, he says, blessed are you if you do them. So there's, there's, there's reward. There's there, there's, there's God's blessing in your life now and forever if this is your mindset, that you have been called to serve from your heart, by your hands, and with your head. It's a holistic serving for people who need to be holistically served. And the more we can understand that need of ours, and the more we can understand that Jesus has set the example for us, think about how we as a church, and by God's grace, those where we live, work, and play will be benefited by us modeling this one to another and to those around us. I'm not going to ask this, but if I were to ask right now, how many of you have in your life a physical or spiritual or emotional need? I dare say the majority, if not all of you, would raise their hand. But if I were to ask, how is that need being met? Like, who, or maybe even more specifically, who in this room is helping meet that need? I, I, wonder what would, I wonder what would happen to those hands. And so my concern as, as, as one of your pastors is that we are aware of needs, but also we're equipped to serve. Because think about it. If we embrace this model, the model of Jesus, to serve from our hearts, by our hands, and with our heads— Think about the type of care we're going to experience. Like just practically in that moment, Jesus does for the disciples something that probably none of them wanted to do for one another, right? He goes and he, and he washes dirty feet. But then he goes beyond that and models something that certainly none of them wanted to do, and that was to give his life for those that he loved. And if that's the model that we start to embrace and demonstrate, like, there's going to be immediate, and by God's grace, amazing benefits for the people in this room. But my heart is for those that work with you, that live near you, that are in class with you, 
that are even in your own extended family. Jesus has set the example. He has given us his spirit. He has shown us how to serve. And now we get an opportunity to show to others what it's like to be, to be served by Jesus. Now, what we're going to do here before we leave today is I'm going to give you a worksheet, and it does two things. Number one, it highlights current areas that we have as a church for you to be able to, if you will, wash feet, to come on Sunday and understand there are needs that need to be met. But then on the back, on the back side, it's a little more open-ended, and this is, this is where I want to give you a week to work through this. I'm going to send it out digitally, but you can take the form as well today. And what this is going to do is to be able to help us do two things. Number one, identify in your life gifts, passions, and skills that you believe could, could serve the needs of those in this church. And I think these are things that could be as simple as, like, I enjoy listening. <laughs> Jim, I enjoy making coffee. You know, like, things that are just tangible that, that, that can bless others to something as specific as, I like building computers. Like, I'm good with technology. Like, these are things that you have as gifts and passions and skills that you're like, man, I enjoy these areas. Secondly, on here, I want us to identify physical spiritual or emotional needs where you live, work, and play. So it could be you just sharing things right now in your life that God is working in, in your home on. They could be needs that you have. They could be concerns emotionally. It could be fears you're wrestling through. Just you being open and honest and saying with your pastors, here's what God is doing in my life, and it's, it's, it's beating me up right now. Or maybe it's that you have a neighbor or maybe if you have a coworker that's been sharing with you and like think, man, Pastor Ken, if we as a church could come alongside this family or if we as a church could come alongside this coworker, the more we start to live authentically with one another, the greater we're going to be served. And the more we start to live authentically with one another, the greater we're going to be able to serve. So in just a few minutes before you leave today, I want to make sure these are handed out to every single one of you so that you can take time this week to fill out this this form, bring it back next Sunday, or you'll be given it, given, uh, it to you as well in an email this week to have you do just the same. Here's the point. We've been given a model from Jesus to serve. We serve from our, our hearts, we serve by our hands, and we serve with our heads. And if we don't serve in that manner, we're not serving in the way that Jesus showed us. And when we do serve in that manner, Think about what, think about just for a minute, what these men are experiencing today because of how Jesus served them. Like where, I'm not trying to make light here, but besides Judas, where are these men right now? What are they experiencing right now? What are they experiencing? They're with God. They're in the presence of our Lord because Jesus served them. Their lives are being eternally impacted because of the action of Jesus Christ that he took. He served them from the heart, by his hands, and with his head. And now these men forever have been eternally impacted because of how Jesus served. Think about the person where you live or where you work or where you play that can be eternally impacted from you saying, I'm going to serve like Jesus. Lives could be changed forever. 
Blessed are you if you do these things.